1: Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender, Ed, Blender HD. if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Tuesday, Tuesday, November 8th, and we have a kind of special show today. Kind of a little bit of special show. A lot of times we do toss-up Tuesdays. We just send it over to the YouTube chat. I see you people in the YouTube chat. I see Devin's even in here, right? He's uh, producing, you know, the slumming it, slumming with us in the morning. Good morning, Wataz, Fest, Voodoo, Suki Singh, d Bart Barkby, Kickstart, Dave Clark. Good morning. Give me those thummy thumbs. You know how much I like the like button. Give me the like button, the thumbs up button, the subscribe button, the notification bell, right, if you want to hit that. Comment, like, subscribe, press buttons, do whatever the hell you want, right? Do that. Normally, on Tuesdays, especially today, there's no NBA today. There's no like, there's no sports today. I mean, I think maybe there's NHL. There's not much going on today when it comes to DFS, but there is something going on today. It's the, the election day. It's election day. It's election day. It's one of my favorite days of the year. It's one of my favorite days the every two years, right? Not Maybe not on the off years as much, but the presidential and midterm elections. Uh, uh, the, the, the first message is go out and vote. I, I, I'm not going to give you a message of who to vote for. Just go out and vote. Okay. The more people to vote that better. Okay. So just go out. I don't care if you fill in, you don't even know anyone, just highlight stuff and whatever. It's the same thing with the little tummy thumbs. Just click on everything, right? And just put it in. Do your civic duty, whatever talking point I want to give you. So go out and vote. So after this show, go, go to your polls, vote for vote for whoever you want, right? You know I me. Mean? Play whoever you want, vote for whoever you want. It doesn't matter to me. It does matter to me, but the more people that vote, the better, Okay. Uh, no, no, Dave Clark, we don't have NBA game space 15 minutes apart. Yes, I didn't even play DFS yesterday. I made money on props. I, I played, I, I made like two grand on props. So I'm 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 good. I was good yesterday, but I wasn't going to deal with the 15, every starting lineup every 15 minutes. And is Giannis going to play? Is, is Trey Young going to play? Is this guy going to play? Is that guy going to play? Damian Little is Anthony Simon's going to play? I mean, no, ho. I don't mind if like, they all come in at like, f- like little windows, like four games here, four games there, five games that like, I could deal with that with updating projections and everything, but not every 15 minutes, get the hell out of here. So I didn't play yesterday. Uh, so, so, but, but on, on today, what, what I, I like doing is I like betting. I like betting on politics, right? Not, not only do I go out and vote and obviously, you know, I'm rooting for a certain side. Uh, but, uh, but I, I've, I've been I've been following a presidential and midterm elections since 2000 right since the the the, the Florida president, presidential election with Gore and Bush whatever and and t- typically on these days I'm I, I watch I watch the you know news the the cable news or whatever and mo- most of the stuff that you see on cable news is horrible okay most of the, the whatever you're watching on cable news these people either don't know what they're talking about or they have information that's like 90 minutes old. Right, they're talking about like they're not calling races that should be called. They they saying, oh, is this guy gonna whatever like like to do? We we've already have we already have information. We already have exit polling. We already have tons of stuff in. They then once they go to the decision desk, then maybe maybe they could get the stuff sorted out. But it's ripe for 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 betting because uh, as as noted in the twenty twenty election, I I consider it my biggest financial miss of my entire life. I made I made money in, in twenty on the twenty twenty presidential election. Uh, I made fifteen thousand and uh i could have made 15 million i i mean i maybe not fifteen million. i mean i i i i i I would have bet 80 plus percent of my bankroll like of my dfs bankroll if i did that i would have i would have probably 5x my money right easily on that on that election and, and i didn't take advantage of it but not this time so i made sure to be be a little bit uh have some funds available not, not in, not in, not in the United States markets. Remember, U.S. books, uh, it's, uh, it's you, you can't bet, you can't bet on politics, on, on regulated, legal U.S. books. But that, uh, if you want to, there, there are other markets. You could privately, right? They're, there, there pri- private, bets amongst people. You could find people that are willing to, willing to take your action. So, uh, so I maybe wanted to talk a little bit about that, right? p says, please tell me the Dems are going to crush. I, I can't tell you that. I, I can't tell you that. Uh, I I think it's going to be closer than people think. Okay. Uh, that's why I even brought up that I just did the 270 to win. I don't want to, I didn't want to get partisan, right? If I, if I, if there are, you know, so, oh, that site is, is that, that's, that, that's a liberal site. That's a, that's a conservative site. It's like 2270 to win. It's just like some bare basic site that shows a map and whatever like that. But the key, the key here is not, I mean, the, the the markets that are available that that you could bet on or bet with other people like I said, you feel free to you know you know if you have trusted sources that you have no problem if you get get money around around the world whatever um you you could make you could make bets and uh and the one thing that that the the best the best times to to bet are after the polls close because the biggest arbitrage opportunities are when. Inform, inf, certain information comes in and people don't understand the dynamics of how, how elections are counted. Right. They don't, they don't, they don't understand that. Like, like the, the we saw that in 2020. So like I, I tweeted this before I said, I'm interested to see what the Pennsylvania Senate market looks like at like nine o'clock tonight or at nine 30 Eastern time tonight. Cause the polls will close in Pennsylvania at, uh, at eight o'clock, I believe. Uh, the thing in Pennsylvania, understand. So you have to understand that every state runs their elections differently. It's not nationally, we don't have a national standard of elections. So every state runs their elections differently. Okay. In Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania is one of the only states in the country, typically, because we have mail-in ballots now, and mail-in ballots are used has have been used for decades. Okay. Most states. When they get mail-in ballots, which you can mail in, you know, six weeks ago even, uh, they will start counting them like the day of, like 6 a.m. Like once, once the, the the election officials come in in the morning to open up the polls, like they will be in the back counting the mail-in ballots already. So a lot, most times, by the time the polls close, depending on the size and how many how many mail-in ballots there are, most of those mail-in ballots will have been been run through the machines already, right? So you're going to get that when when the news comes up and says, you know, oh, uh, you know, the, the polls just closed, but we have, but, hey, we have results in already. We have 17% of the whatever, like that those are mail-in ballots, right? They may not be the absentee ballots. Sometimes a lot of states, the absentee ballots are counted, like even like days later, because there may only be like less than 1% of absentee ballots. Uh, in Pennsylvania, however, they're not allowed to count the mail-in ballots until the polls close. Now that's something that was put in place by by a Republican majority, uh, so it's 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 not something that that Pennsylvania typically would have done, but that was changed. Uh, you know, maybe I think maybe six or six or eight years ago or something. Uh, so what's going to happen in, in when you see the results coming out of Pennsylvania is that they're only going to start. They're, they're, you're only going to see the in-person voting. Now, uh, in the mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania, typically lean two to one Democrat around there, something like 66%, 68% Democrat. Those aren't going to only start being counted, right? Like that, that may be like 20% of the votes and they, they're not going to be started to count until eight o'clock at night. So the early returns that you see in Pennsylvania are going to be heavily skewed towards in-person voting, which typically leans slightly, like maybe 55, 45 for, for Republicans, so these, these returns are going to come in and you're going to watch TV and it's going to look like uh, Dr. Oz is, you know, 62 percent of the vote, right? Fifty eight percent of the vote, like something like that. It's going to look it's going to look like Oz, like, oh, OK, he, he, he's winning this. And you can also see that a lot of the that a lot of the count in Philadelphia isn't is because is, it's obviously it's a very populous area. It's going to take some time for some of those precincts to count a lot of ballots. Same for the Pittsburgh area. OK, so you're going to get a lot of the rural stuff in Pennsylvania first. And what ends up happening, like we saw in 2020 with the with the the Trump uh, Biden election, is that it looks like, oh, well, Pennsylvania is, a, 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 you know, a swing state presidentially. Uh, and if Pennsylvania goes red. Typically, you know, that that Arizona goes red. And then next thing you know, you have a Republican president that the betting markets on Trump were just like it got to minus 300, minus 350 without people realizing that these mail-in votes, especially, you know, we had COVID in 2020. So there were a lot more mail-in ballots than normal uh, that once they start counting the mail-in ballots, that lead's going to significantly come down. So I'm interested in seeing what the betting market looks like, like nine thirty, nine nine thirty ish in Pennsylvania. If People react this in a similar fashion. I don't think it's going to be as drastic of a reaction as it was uh, two years ago. And that's when I started like I', I started betting a farm on 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 Biden right because the, the, the odds were just getting way way out of hand right even even if Trump was the favorite right there like it's just like there's no way reason Biden should be plus 350 right based on just basically that information the same thing happened in Florida in 2020 with the southern the southern Florida vote uh, uh, because uh, the majority is southern Florida like uh, the Republicans have had inroads on 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 Latino voters in south florida so that was like a coral like a correlation of like what's nevada going to look like what's what's uh texas going to look like like states 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 that have have uh, more of a minority population uh and people overreacted to that as well so like that caused all this ripple effect in the betting market so i'm hoping i'm hoping once polls start to close that people start overreacting again uh if you have any questions about any any of this or a political betting or anything like like that feel free to let me know this is i know this is a dfs pregame show but we do talk i mean this is how to define edges how to find edge we talk about prop betting we talk about a lot of stuff like that and like i said this is i'm not talking politics as far as policy or who to win i'm like this is purely from a money-making standpoint right right i'm i'm rooting i am rooting i'm rooting for certain outcomes but uh if i don't get my outcome can i at least make some money on it like okay you could you could say what you want about the ethics of that Ah. Let's see. Dave Clark says, I'm in Pennsylvania. We like to make things take longer than they need to. Yes, especially driving through the state. You, you make driving through the state way. Like I, I'm from New York and I, I've, I've driven through Pennsylvania lengthwise tons of times. It seems like it never ends, right? You're on 76 and you're constantly going through mountains. Like it's just like just 76 and it's like, oh, 28 miles till the next like rest area, the whatever. And it's like, does this ever end? Does it ever end? Okay, so how could you take advantage of, like, overreactions and understanding correlation will help you very much? Because remember, we we live in a very large country. We have three time zones. So the polls won't close in the West Coast until, like, three hours after they close on the East Coast. But there are correlations between the states and certain districts in the East Coast that could predict other things in the West Coast. So we have very close elections here in certain states, right? So we have the Pennsylvania Senate election, right? And and technically the governorship, although I think Shapiro is going to win. Uh I think if they had a better candidate than Mastriano, that Oz Oz would Oz Oz would win the Senate just a Mastriano is such a bad candidate that uh people are almost voting against him. Uh we're going to have to look at the Pennsylvania, obviously Georgia. Georgia is probably one of the closer the closest ones between Warnock and Walker. Uh Wisconsin is Ron Johnson's going to win, win Wisconsin. It just depends on by how much, right? The same thing in Ohio, JD Vance is going to beat Tim Ryan by how much. So the, the key issue is not like, well, do I see if Ryan wins or Vance, wins? It's like, no, it's more of the, the, what is the, what is the discrepancy? And what does that discrepancy in certain districts could tell you about Nevada and Arizona? Cause they're closer. I, I think Kelly's more like, like Kelly's the, the favorite to beat masters. But this Cortez Masto and Laxalt, uh, a race, Senate race, is very close. Also, okay, and these ha- they have correl the, the, the correlation between Nevada and Arizona to certain districts in the East Coast is very is very strong. Okay, so the first thing we're going to see uh, when when polls close, uh, the first betting opportunity is going to be looking at the at the at the uh, early returns from New Hampshire. Okay where Maggie Hassan is trying to keep her seat against Bolduc. They they had a late primary. So like, like I think this, this race would be, would lean actually a little bit more Republican if uh, they had a little bit more campaign time, but uh, Hassan is favored uh, to keep her seat. But by how, I think it's by, by how much, if, if you see that Southern New Hampshire results are coming in and Hassan is barely keeping a lead there. Remember, Southern New Hampshire is closer to like the Boston market. So it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna lean blue more, but it's still kind of kind of purplish, right? Northern New Hampshire is gonna gonna be much more red, but southern New Hampshire. So if you see Hassan with like like a 5347 in some of these, some of these southern, like Portsmouth, Salem level kind of districts, that's that doesn't bode well for uh for like georgia that doesn't bold well for 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 nevada like like if if new hampshire is more like fifty seven forty three, then that's more in line for closer wins for democrats in like nevada and georgia and those in those types of races right it may be a little bit in arizona uh, so that's the first key race to look for is like how much is this on leading but now if baldock is is if, if there if, if if tons of precincts are being counted in Southern New Hampshire and Baldock is actually ahead, that goes very poorly for 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 the Democrats. So if you see that, you should probably like even though uh, you'll probably it'll be minus money on the Republicans to take the Senate, like that that number is just going to start going up. Okay, I think currently right now I think there's value currently in I like that I'm looking at now. This is obviously offshore. Uh, the value right now to me is in, uh, the house and Senate control market of Republican house and democratic Senate. Like I I'm seeing like plus 300 plus 350 because, uh, I, I, I think there's, I think there's almost no chance that the Democrats keep the house. It's just a matter of by how much is it going to be plus 12? Is it going to be plus 20? Is it going to be plus 32? But it's going to be it's going to be something like that. I don't know if there's a market for the plus by how many seats. I haven't seen one, but I'd be more inclined to look look something like that. But I think there is a good there's a better than three to one chance that the Democrats still maintain control of the Senate while losing the House. OK, because there are a lot of close races here. I also think there there isn't a mark. I don't see a market for it of how many split ticket wins there are. So between the governorship and the and the Senate, because we have like Pennsylvania for instance, Fetterman like the Senate race is Fetterman Oz, and the governorship race is Shapiro Mastriano. I think it's I think that uh, it's it's better than even money that Shapiro wins the the governorship and Fetterman wins the Senate, right? Like it's a split it's a split like that. Very similar to Georgia, like Kemp's going to beat Abrams for for the governorship, but the, but I think Warnock, could eke out Walker for the Senate. And the same thing applies in Arizona, where uh who's the Arizona governor? Whoever, whoever the governor is, I forgot, is gonna win. Uh, uh like and maybe Matt and Masters win wins the wins the Senate. Like that there's a lot of splits. The Wisconsin, like Evers wins the governorship, but Johnson wins the Senate. It's like if there's a market for some type of split ticket. Like I mean, uh, like ob- obviously, like in the, in the key races, because it's quite like, can 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 Hotle lose in, in New York for the governorship? I mean, Schumer's gonna win, obviously, in the Senate. Uh, I mean, that's possible. If 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 Zedlin wins, I mean, it's gonna be a very bad day for the Democrats. Uh, so like that's what I'd be looking for. So like the first the first race to look for is New Hampshire. Then the second thing to look for, okay, is gonna be a weird one. Okay. It's gonna be a very weird one. Is Virginia. Okay. Now, Virginia, there's nothing really up that there's congressional seats up. You're gonna be looking at Central Virginia. So you're not you don't care that much about like Northern Virginia by DC. You care more about like Abby Spangenberg's district. Now that district uh was was flipped. Like Youngkin, the governor, like Biden won that by six, and then Youngkin, the, the Republican governor, won that like last year. Right. The last election. Uh, Spangenberg, it's a purple district. Spangenberg's a a moderate Democrat. Uh, Most likely she wins. Like it's most likely that Spangenberg wins, but by how much? So if this is like a 51-49, like if the returns start coming in and Spangenberg doesn't have as big of a lead as she should, maybe a 55-45 type of league. Like that means that it's going to, it's going to bode well. That that's going to bode well for what what the lead is going to be for Vance, in Ohio, Johnson in uh, Wisconsin, as well as Walker in Georgia, and then a little bit for Arizona for what what's going to happen in Arizona and Nevada, a little bit. Nevada and Arizona are sl- slightly different from each other. So you're going to be looking in central Virginia. You want to look at those districts. Another another thing on the East Coast that you're going to look for is central Florida. It's like well, central Florida like DeSantis is going to beat Crist right? For the governorship and Rubio is going to destroy Demings. I mean, Rubio is going to, going to, whatever it's just by how much. So what you're looking at in central Florida is primarily voter turnout in central Florida. And you're looking primarily in the, 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 the Tampa Bay, St. Petersburg to Orlando kind of like, and Daytona beach, I guess it goes all the way up that, that corridor right there inside that corridor in like the Kissimmee area is the villages, which is the biggest, uh, senior, like assisted living, it's like, like a hundred, 1.5 million seniors live there. And seniors tend, tend to vote Republican. Uh, what is, what is the, uh, versus, versus the polling average. You want to look at the, what the polling average is versus the actual returns. Okay. The polling average is probably going to be somewhere, uh, with, the with, with Rubio there. I mean, pr- very high. But is it above or below? Okay. So if it's above the polling average, that means they're getting a lot more uh, older voter turnout in those districts in Florida. And those districts in Florida are a lot of retirees. Okay. It's very correlated to Arizona, to, to, to the suburbs of Phoenix, right? The Scottsdale area in Arizona. Okay. So if you see an outsized Republican older turnout, in those central Florida areas, that's going to bode well for Arizona's gubernatorial race with Carrie Lake, right? It's going to bode well for Lake Salt a little bit uh, in uh, the Nevada Senate race. means that there's more older people that are coming out, right? Now, if you see that the, the turnout in central Florida is lower, where even though Rubio is is going to win, right, he's he's underneath slightly underneath or significantly underneath his polling average. That means more younger voters, even in those older areas, less older voters and more younger voters are coming out, which will bode well for, for Kelly in Arizona and for Cortez Masto in Nevada, as well as even, you know, in Hobbs, the governorship of Arizona and the Carrie, Lake may lose. And also that bodes well a little bit for, for Georgia as well. Although the central Florida and Georgia are not, are not all that correlated. It's kind of two different demographics, okay? So that's what that's what you're kind of looking at, right? Because you're going to look at that those districts in Florida and then you're not betting on the Florida races. You're betting on the Arizona and Nevada races. You're right. You're looking at the Virginia district and then you're betting on the uh, uh, Ohio, Wisconsin or Pennsylvania, right? If Spangenberg has like a 58, 59% like start returns as, as, as precincts start coming in, I'd be hammering Fetterman. I'd, I'd be Vance's is still going to win, but maybe it's going to be much closer, right? Maybe this is a closer race. Wisconsin. I I, I can't see Mandela Barnes. I think Johnson wins by five points, <coughs> but that's what you kind of, you kind of be kind of looking at, right? So you want to see what correlative districts in the East coast are more correlative to, the West coast and the same thing for the Southern Florida stuff. Southern Florida stuff is, is much more correlated to Nevada. Okay. So if you see Rubio over his polling average in Southern Florida, in Southern Florida, not central Florida, but in Southern Florida because of the Latino vote, that's going to be correlated to the Nevada Senate race. Okay. Which means that if if Rubio is over his polling average, that means at, you may get value on Laxalt. On the Rep- on the Republican Senate nominee, maybe he maybe at that point, Luxalt is like plus one thirty, and and you and you bet maybe he should be minus one thirty. He should be, but if he's under a polling average, maybe Cortez Masto is minus one thirty and should be minus one ninety. Right? It's maybe maybe it's that big of a discrepancy. So that's kind. Of, this, is, this is kind of how you play political betting, and uh, you can also follow. there there's tons of there's tons of good pollsters on Twitter, uh, like Dave Wasserman. Is is a, is a good one, like independent pollsters, uh, that will provide updates, like county by county vote updates. Like it was almost absurd in the 2020 election to see people like claiming this, claiming that on on like like on my Twitter timeline, and then I look at my my political Twitter list on on TweetDeck, and it's like you know people like you're like dude, don't the sky isn't falling. People are like no Trump, Trump, Trump's not beating Biden right like people are like don't worry look at this county look at that county look look at how the voting is done look at how it's counted like don't worry about it. like like i uh, don't do not worry at all the sky is not falling and the betting markets seem to not 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 seem to care whatsoever so i i i i've been prepared i've been prepared for this let's go on the youtube chat if you have any questions about some of this i mean i'm not like like i'm like like i'm not hardcore i don't know everything about every race but I mean, outside of like DFS, I do listen to a lot of political podcasts, right? So I, I do follow, follow politics to, to a certain extent. Uh, let's see. So, I mean, but, but this is, you're trying to arbitrage. It's very similar to DFS, very similar to prop betting. You're just trying to arbitrage information. And you're trying to get value. You're not trying to predict, like, I don't think there's, there's how much value is there in, uh, in how, in the, how, like minus eighteen hundred for to, to control the house. There may actually be value in that. I think maybe that should be minus five thousand. Uh I, I I don't see a way that the Democrats keep control of the House. Uh so the the point is to try to find value. So like right now in the the Senate market, like I I I think if you could get plus one fifty on Fetterman now, I think that's I I he's not a he's not a 40% underdog. Right? If you could get plus one fifty on, on on Fetterman I think I think that's good. But I think uh the I think the bet, the better the better one is like split ticket uh uh the 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 number of Senate seats like I I think that there if you could find a market on a value of uh house control seats versus Senate control seats like I would I would bet I would bet on on uh Republicans plus 20 or above and Democrats even or above like something like that, because that probably is like plus six hundred, six plus eight hundred, something something like that. Because I mean, the House and Senate control market that I'm looking at, where the Republican House and the Democratic Senate is plus like three hundred or so, plus three twenty, right? And I think I think there's value on. I think there's value on that. I think that 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 that's better than three to one. But if I could get even an extra value and get plus eight hundred on, like you know, House plus twenty two, plus twenty or something and dem even even or above right which means 50 50 or 51 or 52 seats i'm not sure 50 i am uh, not sure about 52 right i mean the the, the democrats are are, are a dog to keep the senate also but they're they they should be just a slight slight dog right but then we have like i see i see here i'm looking at my other screen cuz i'm not going to show offshore books on this show uh democratic house and democratic senate control plus 950 and like I don't, I don't, that, that should be way higher. That should be way higher, right? Like to get, to have, to keep the house and, and I mean, obviously if they keep the house, they keep the Senate. So they are correlated to some extent Plus plus nine fifty. Like, I don't, I don't, if you, if you vote blue out there, like they ain't, they ain't keeping the house. They just a matter by, by how much are, are the, are the Republicans gonna, gonna take control? I mean, just, if you don't even tell me about the candidates, you just like. Like, dude, the, the 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 whoever the the sitting president is typically gets gets the party that's in power in the presidency typically gets gets uh gets kind of not maybe not destroyed but doesn't do well in the midterms. Ah, oh, let's see, going through the YouTube chat, Barkby says I'm depressing you. I'm just going to. hey I'm approaching this from a bidding standpoint. I'm not I'm not here to tell you. I'm not here to be partisan or anything like that. I'm not, I'm keeping the, keeping the actual politics out of this. We're just looking at it as if we're betting on passing yard props and running back, rushing touchdowns. But that's, that's all I'm looking at it. Uh, DJ, Dogs asked about offshore books look, look them up. I'm not, I'm not going to promote offshore books on, uh, on, a, on Roto grinders, right? You should, you we, we, we're promoting betting betting legally like in on legal regulated books because remember obviously if you go offshore like like if they screw you over like they, they, you, you you ain't going to court to get that money right but there but there are there are markets on offshore books also understand that a lot of them are not that liquid okay so the limits are not like you, you're probably not going to be able to to go and place like a like a, a plus 150 uh fetterman bet for like 20 grand like that they just the limit may be a thousand bucks right they don't they don't they don't these are these are these are almost vanity markets these are there for you know oh people like certain people like doing this so we're going to offer it and hopefully they also bet on australian rules football and and basketball or whatever the hell it is but that's really the key like I'm, i'm i mean short show today but i just want to highlight like this is this is this is what you do. You look at what districts and what states are correlated to other states, and because of the time zone differences, like you could better predict other states based on early returns, exit polls, as well as early precinct counting from districts in, in the in the East Coast, and then you, that that correlates to the Midwest. That correlates to the to the to the West Coast stuff, right? And also realize that in midterm elections, it's much much more variance. Now, why is there much more variance in midterm elections than there are in presidential elections? It's because of turnout, right? Most, a lot of people think that we only vote every four years, right? Oh, election day is every four years. And it done this president. Oh, when there's a presidential election, then I'll vote for all the other people, right? Midterm elections typically have less turnout, right? So the margin of error is going to be much higher. Presidential elections where we get 50% turnout, 55% turnout, You have much, you have a much larger sample size, more, more people. But I mean, sometimes in midterm elections, you get 20% turnout and who's the, who's part of that 20%, who knows, right? And on the off year elections, you may even get like 12, 15% turnout, right? Here in Kentucky, we voted, we voted in a governor what, like six years ago, we had like 15% turnout. And it's like, if, if if 20% people turned out, that guy wouldn't have been elected, right? Just that up, that. The right side got the most of the people out to vote. And that's, that's what, that's, that's what happens. That's why I say, just go out and vote, right? I want the largest sample size possible, even, even if it doesn't go the way that I want it to go, right? I just think statistically, the more people that go out and vote, the more representative it is for what the, what the people, what the American people want. So, so even if you had turn off the show and go and go, go to the polls, right? And all these candidates have websites, they have platform positions. If You want to learn about them. It's very easy. There are sites that even break it down easy for you. Uh, Like if you're in a certain state, you're in Arkansas and you want to know who's on your ballot. You can typically go to the county clerk's uh, website or your government website and that you could type in, you know, what, what your address is. and, And you could even see your, you could even see the ballot. Like you could say, oh, this is the ballot. Right. And then you could take those names and go, OK, let me let me go to the, let me go to the candidates websites. Let me go and see, you know what they stand for. And you could take 10 minutes to do that and go, OK, that seems good. I'm going to vote for that person. OK. If you want to be informed like that or if you're someone that's like, I can't vote for this party, but only vote for that party. Well, go out. You typically fill a ballot and say, I'm voting, you know, the same party, down ballot, everything. Except for the judges, obviously, because they're technically they're not part of a party affiliation. So even for the judges, right? If your state, if you vote for for a district court judge or something like that, like typically these candidates have websites or there are organizations that that provide endorsements, and they say, you know, oh, we're 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 the we're the the the, the, the committee of whatever, you know, we represent with so, some policy position. And they're like these. These the these are the seven judges that we, we support and and vote for them, right? So you could look you could look this up. It's not complicated, right? But the more important thing is to just go out, go out, fill out the ballot, whatever way, right? DJ dog says at the end of the day, vote for whoever you want, right? Vote for whoever you want, vote for whoever you want, right? But I think it'll be interesting tonight because I think there are going to be a lot of split ticket winners, right? That would, that would be my biggest take that I, I, I suspect that between uh, Arizona, Ariz, let's see, Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. If you could give me plus 2000 on three split ticket wins, I'd take that plus 2000. Give, give that to me. That, That, that would, that would, that would be my, that would be my, you know, like YOLO bet, right? Split ticket, meaning that in Arizona, Kelly wins the Senate. But Lake wins the governorship. Then in Pennsylvania, Shapiro wins the governorship, and Oz wins the Senate. And then, then in Georgia, Kemp wins the governorship, and Warnock wins, right, wins the Senate. So, like, you have a Republican governor, Democratic Senate senator, or vice versa, like that. Out of those three races, right? You could add Wisconsin to that, also with Evers. But I, I mean, you're not going to add much to because it's it's Johnson's going to win. Right, and Evers probably wins also, and same thing for like Ohio, or like like these these kind of states, like you're not you're not going to add like these these are a split ticket. Wisconsin is like probably minus 800, right? Evers wins the governorship as a Democrat, and Johnson wins the Senate as a Republican. Like you're you, you're not. I don't think that I don't. I'm not sure if there's that, that, that there's that much value even on like the plus 600 side on the other side. I don't think so. I think it's I think it's a little bit more inevitable. But those three races, the, the the Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Georgia races are, like, if, if two out of three split ticket, like, that's probably maybe, like, plus, plus 250. But three of them? Three of them? Because really, it comes down to, like, Kemp's going to beat uh, Stacey Abrams, uh, but it just comes down to Walker Warnock. Oh, there's also another market I saw. Closest Senate race, right? Closest Senate race there's a, there, there actually is a market for what state will have the closest margin of victory. I think there's value on Pennsylvania plus 500, right? Cause ple- we, currently Georgia's plus 300 that and rightfully so, right? That's probably the closest one. Arizona's plus 400. I think Kelly wins by, by a larger margin than whoever wins in Pennsylvania or Georgia, right? New Hampshire is plus 500. I think I mean, if, if New Hampshire is close, then like none of the other ones are probably close at, at at all. Right. If New Hampshire is close, that means most likely Walker beats Warnock by a larger margin than even New Hampshire. So I'm not even sure about that. Wisconsin's plus 800. I think that's a joke. Like if Wisconsin is a close race, like you'll be happy to be a Democrat. If Johnson only beats Barnes by like a point, like like dude, like everything else is gonna go blue. So like, you can root for that if you're if you're rooting Democrats, right? Then they have North Carolina, Ohio plus one thousand. No, Vance is Vance, Vance is gonna beat. It's just the margin of victory, right? I think his his polling average is five points now. Like if he, I I just like he'll beat him by two, and that'll be good for Democrats in the rest of the country. But I, I don't see I don't see Ryan beating Vance. Uh, I'd I'd love to I'd hey I'd love to see it personally, but I don't think it happens. So if I would <coughs> the closest race I could see, I could see Warnock beating Walker by three or four points, even with Kemp winning the, the governorship. So it's quite possible that Pennsylvania ends up being the closest race between Oz and Fetterman at plus 500. Not that, that I think Georgia and Pennsylvania are are closer. Like people think Georgia, but I think maybe there's value plus 500 on Pennsylvania. Right. So that, so the that's what I would be looking at. Oh. Cobra Kai is back, says, Blender, I was a 6v6 from winning the Powerball this morning. Oh, well, $4 down the drain for my two tickets. You were 6v6 away from winning the Powerball. There's only six numbers, by the way. That's why it's a joke. Thank you. Thank you for the joke in the morning, right? six Only a 6v6. If I only got all six of the numbers right instead of all six of the numbers wrong, that no, would have been so much better if you said a 2v2. Right. You got four numbers, right? It's out 2v2 away from the Powerball. Did anyone win? I don't know. It's quite possible no one won it again. Didn't like Sean Deeb, aren't there a bunch of poker players buying up like a god knows how many tickets for that? Or something like that. Right? It's like one of the only plus EV lotteries, right? It's like 262 million to one to win, but it's a one point whatever billion, like the cash payout is 780 million or something like that. So it's technically it's, it's 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 plus EV to play the Powerball, right? Of course it's it's going to take you like like the it, by the time you realize that EV, I think the sun the sun explodes in some type of like supernova. Like you have to live that many lifetimes. Okay, so give me some thummy thumbs on your way out the door. This is kind of a little little special episode, especially when there's no NBA today. There's like there's nothing going on today in DFS. There's nothing. Does that what props? What is there? Anything? Is there any sports going on today? Is there anything? That's all I'm really doing tonight. Uh, is uh, looking at the at the midterms. Also, because there's nothing going on, I'm also doing a a coaching call as part of uh, the, our premium Discord here at Roto Grinders. So sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. Click on the link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month of combo premium. Join the Discord. And I do these Zoom coaching calls like two or three times a month. They're typically very good conversations. We share our screens. We go. We talk through things. Uh, m- very very sharp conversations with a lot of people. So so join join in. Join the Discord. Find the Blenders Game Theory channel. It's only available to premium members, and uh, and sign up for my alerts there, and you'll always get an alert when a when a five minutes before our a coaching call, and when I schedule new ones. And uh, I post a link to the Zoom or whatever, like you know, five minutes before six tonight. It's at six o'clock Eastern tonight, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk some DFS strategy and give give you any any personalized, individualized attention. Typically, it's very small groups, eight, 10, 12, 12 people. So join in, join in tonight, since, uh, and then, then we could we could all watch the election results. All watch the election results, and hopefully, that's why. Like once eight o'clock comes around, I'll be I'll be on my phone, uh, uh trying to trying to get bets in trying to get bets in seeing, seeing I typically leave my, my, uh, my computer computer screen up and start looking at like, you know, precinct counts in certain, in, in certain areas. And then, then on the other screen, I have what the offshore markets look like. And then I also have like my Twitter DMS open. And I, I have a group, I have a group of people that, that bet I, I bet politics. with, Right. A lot of times it's, it's, it's partisan people. That's what I love the most people that bet emotionally. Right. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I'll be doing that tonight. Okay. Uh anything else in the YouTube chat before we get out of here. Nope. Other than Devin saying thanks for tuning in, everyone. And don't forget to get out and vote. Go out and vote. And go out and give me the thumb. Give me the thummy thumbs. Go out and vote. And I will, I will, I will see. I will see you tomorrow. Right? Probably talking about the NBA slate, right? Because there actually be stuff going on and answering your DFS strategy questions, like I always do, on the DFS pregame show. On rotogrinders.com.